0: a golden girls podcast i am alan i was joined by brent (laughs) Hey, girls. And by, uh, and <laughs> of
1: course. that out, please. <laughs> no, that's definitely going to stay in. If you're going to interrupt me, <laughs>
0: then y- when you say something foolish, it's going to stay I in, too. I don't even know what that
2: was.
0: Neither do I. I thought, it was, I thought it was sweet. Did you? <laughs> I guess so. Um, and over here, as you've already heard, Ski is also joining me. Hey, boys. If I didn't. <laughs> you talking to your house guests specifically now?
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yes, yeah, he's <laughs> a
0: little salty right now because his uh, future son-in-law, maybe, I don't know, his, his daughter's boyfriend is having a party at his house with <laughs> a bunch of other dudes, mm-hmm. and he's not particularly happy that his mm-hmm. wife uh, okayed mm-hmm. that uh,
1: transaction, if you will, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but to circle back. Think of all the timelines in which he didn't impregnate your daughter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame him because this is the one where he did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there are lots of others where they never even met each other. That's
1: exactly. true. <laughs> so. Somewhere other there's a timeline where you and him hooked up. Right.
0: <laughs> that may be later in this current timeline. It could be. Well, it's not <laughs> it... closed doors. So.
1: Exactly. It's a long night ahead. Those right. meals are going to be popping again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and you don't know what the situation be when you get home. So <laughs> <laughs> you've
1: seen Tom Hanks' classic bachelor party. <laughs> yeah. He knows what he's getting into.
2: <laughs> there is always. You guys have probably heard like uh, there's been a meme on the internet and stuff too, where the the dad threatens the boyfriend, "Whatever you do to my daughter, I'm going to do to you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is pretty funny. That's a good, a good threat. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so today uh, today we're going to be going over season three, episode 14, Blanche's Little Girl. And we'll be doing our normal format Ski doing our recap. Brent and I, well, uh, all of us giving our uh, MVPs and a uh, rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. Um, as we work towards our final goal of determining what the best episode of the Sophia, did
1: you, you forget what it's all about?
0: I guess so. <laughs> I just, I just, I started down a path with my words. And did you say you and it Brent, just, just ended up you in and Brent dead chiming end. in and stuff? And yeah, I don't know what happened there, but yes, uh, we'll give our ratings <laughs> and our Factoids. MVPs. Yes, Just, and, our, and our you know little bit of uh, zingers and whatnot that we come up with throughout the episode.
1: I don't know your podcast on wheat. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you're capable of zingers tonight.
0: I know. It really, it's, it's off to a rough start. Although I feel like I've been putting out some good content prior to the recording starting. Yeah, yeah. So, it's all been downhill since we referenced the quesadilla maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even on the recording it at wasn't. all. <laughs> so I will say now, we, we had some, I don't know, we were talking prior to the episode officially starting, so... A lot of that will be on the end. So, if you want to stick around after the closing, then there'll be uh, some extra stuff you can listen to if you are so inclined. The real golden. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah, it may be the best part of the episode. So, you might just <laughs> fast forward through till near the end, listen to our rating, <laughs> then hear our bullshit at the very end. Exactly. Um,
1: if you're not quite done on the treadmill, yeah. stick around and <laughs> we'll get you to that. Yeah, we're just getting your 90 steps. 90 minute mark. <laughs> yeah. Just one more mile. Right. <laughs>
0: I did want to mention we had a little bit of a listener feedback this week, or not feedback, I guess, but uh, comments, nice. whatnot. Positive? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Very nice. um, so CJ sent us a comment. He said, hey, uh, CJ. "All I know is I cannot wait until season four. If you guys think continuity is loose now, season four is pretty much just subtle with a capital S. <laughs> Relatives and siblings come from nowhere." Uh,
2: I am excited now. Yeah,
0: and I, I said, I guess it's lucky <laughs> the show aired pre um, pre internet. You know, if continuity is the sitcom's biggest flaw, then I guess it must be a pretty great show. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have something to add
1: about... Uh, I think that when we get to that stage time, we should also just mess with the continuity of this podcast. Mm. And we'll just, like, <laughs> mention, Ski and Brent are brothers? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just start completely exactly. changed with... <laughs> S- suddenly I'm married to a Sherry. And <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll talk about how Ski, somebody's grandfather... <laughs> Oh, wait a second. That, that's this current continuity, isn't it? I know, that's where you're going. Yeah, ha, ha,
3: ha. <laughs> well, I mean.
0: By the time we get to season four ski, we'll be a grandfather, so. Three times over. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But I did want to mention we we also got a, a comment or a couple of comments actually from someone who has been slightly missing in action for okay. us and very happy to hear Numi.
1: Hey, welcome back, Numi. Yeah, I mean I'm sure
0: she's been there the whole time, but maybe she's just been a little too busy to Life engage adamant. us. Yeah.
1: I've got a I've got something for Numi when you're finished. Okay.
0: Well, she had something that, that relates to you as far okay. as I'm wondering if you will know this person she references. Okay. Um, she says, uh, Shakespeare's The Tempest, translated oh, yeah. to uh, *Stormen* in Swedish. Mm-hmm. There's a Swedish animated movie based on The Tempest. The movie is from 1989, and it's called Resin' Till Malonia, The Trip to Malonia. Hmm. Uh, you know the singer Robin? She's one of the voices.
1: Oh, Do you know nice. the singer Robin? Um, not intimately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine no, there's that a lot blew of people my here. Theory. <laughs> like, I know of her and everything and okay. i know like she's somebody who has like had like a horrendously long career horrendously long <laughs> <laughs> well, like like as far as like like britney spears type thing like she's been cranking out the hits oh, for, like 20 okay. some years wow like something like that um but that's all i know
0: well i, I replied back that uh, i'll have to ask Brent about robin he's definitely our music aficionado our trio okay. and she said I have noticed that Brent is the one who is most likely to drop a music reference, and that that is not connected to one of the top artists or songs. Uh, Brent seems to be a bit of a connoisseur and kind of a nerd, but you know, (laughs) nerds are my. You
1: said these were complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) She said
0: nerds are my favorite kind of people. Oh well, yeah, and I would argue that in our different ways, we're all at this table, nerds. Um, I mean, we we have our different nerddoms for sure, but But um, I I
2: I think I range in several different nerddoms. But we well, what else would you, you
1: took the time to specifically call out?
0: Well, <laughs> I brought you up about your music, oh, gotcha, you know, yeah. so gotcha. it was in yeah. response to that. Yeah. so She didn't go out of her way; it was yeah, more of a response. It's, it's to, all good. Um, well, but, but I'm uh, gonna be MVP again this week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Numi sent us another comment oh, nice um, saying uh, something I ate that made me do the look because we were uh-huh. talking about that particular episode recently. Uh-huh. Uh, moan and giggle. There's a bakery close to my job, and they make the most wonderful and gorgeous c- carrot cake cupcake. It's to die for. It's the first time I ate it, I think I forgot to breathe because of <laughs> cheering taste buds. Yeah. All other carrot cakes are ruined for me. They simply mm-hmm. cannot be made as good as uh, that local bakery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I replied to her, carrot cake is generally on the lower end of cakes for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you two, but, yeah. um, but occasionally one will surprise me. Whenever I get the opportunity to visit your homeland, I'll have to try it out. Nice. And she said, uh, Alan, carrot cake is usually not one of my favorites. But this cupcake version is quite lovely. Mm-hmm. If you ever get here, I'll gladly take you out to try that one. Nice. So, very cool. Very nice. so yeah, if we ever end up in Sweden, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully someday, then I'm very sure nice. Numi will give us the highlights.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, my son is currently, he'll be 16, right out a month from now. So 15 now. So about seven years ago, um, when he was eight, around here, like cupcake places, cupcakeries, whatever, started to become like a thing, you mm-hmm. know. And so I took him to one, and he ordered the carrot cake cupcake because, you know, he was an eight-year-old boy, and he wanted to be big and strong, and he thought the carrot cake would would do the trick. And he absolutely loved it. Um, He talked about that carrot cake cupcake for probably a good solid month.
0: (laughs) Wow. I could see carrot cake cupcake being a really good version of carrot cake because my – issue, I guess, with carrot cake is once you get past the icing-ish, you know, the parts that have yeah. that, it can be kind of a dry cake. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe it's just the carrot cakes I've having to try. Maybe there's some that don't have that issue at all.
1: See, I've never had a carrot cake that I thought was too dry. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think a carrot itself is moist, you know. Sure. And so that contributes to it.
0: But anyways, and then uh, one other little uh, bit is yeah. uh, just that uh, Amici Panda oh. liked our tweet on uh, Twitter about on Twitter she, she liked our tweet that uh, was referencing us all being vaccinated oh so. nice very nice so again if it you know here this episode is probably hitting uh hitting you right around the end of may mm-hmm. so if you haven't got your vaccine yet we certainly hope you do yeah so we all have and uh we all feel good and it all turned yeah. out well for the three of us
2: so didn't you say also that we uh, reached another milestone oh yeah we
0: did we we have now hit 5,000 listens. nice yeah and, and as a matter of fact our last three weeks are Looking like they'll be probably our highest three weeks uh, cool. so far, so we're, we're on the right trajectory for the Next. podcast. And you said we're allowed to call it quits when we hit ten thousand? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when we hit a when we hit two hundred episodes okay. or finish the series, whichever comes first, <laughs> then we can call it quit and then begin our uh, Simpsons podcast, where we'll go through each episode of that series week <laughs> by week <laughs> in real time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? We'd be doing this till we we're dead. <laughs> I think that show is up to over 700 episodes at this oh, point. By the time yeah. we get there, we would never <laughs> yeah. catch up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. anyways, but uh, yeah, we have some ideas for the potential of a future podcast, yeah. but it, you know, that's a long ways
1: off. So, we'll have plenty yeah. of time to decide if uh, that'll be something that happens or not. So, um, my thing the other day, um, I thought it knew me. Um, I saw a thing that we talked about narwhals previously mm-hmm. and Numi, A majestic had, creature. Yeah. <laughs> Numi had weighed in on the topic as well. Um, so apparently narwhals are benefiting the scientists now because their tusk thing is basically like the, like a tree in that you can go through the rings and, uh, sort of like See gauge history. Well, not... They sort of know how old they are based upon other things. Sure. But they can go through and they can analyze its diet based upon the rings within its tusk. That's interesting. And so instead of... a core sample almost? Exactly, exactly. Um, So like the core sample from the tusk, like instead of having to do like 40 years of research, they can just, you know, take a look at the tusk and find out and get 40 years worth of data based upon the contents of that ring. Hmm. And so they were... So like... For this most recent... Like, they're not killing the narwhals just to get their tusk, but, like, when they find a dead one, oh, okay. ...then they're cutting it off or whatever um, and analyzing it. But looking at the tusks, from, like, 1970 to 2010, the level of mercury within a narwhal's diet was... It increased by 0.3% every year. But from 2010 until 2020... Um, the rate of mercury in their diet increased by 1.9% each year. So the mercury levels are definitely rising within the narwhal. I really and regret throwing that
0: uh, thermometer in the ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it says it's one of those things that, like, you know, like the mercury's in the air, and then it gets into, the, like, the plants or the seaweed or whatever, and then, like, the little fish eat it, then the bigger fish eat them, and, like, every your body can't digest mercury. So every animal that eats that previous animal <clears> – <throat> You know, it just carries on. Oh, okay. It eventually gets to the narwhal where he's eaten something that was four meals ago. Yeah. <laughs> Add some mercury. And then it just ends up in its tusk.
0: Well, yeah, I guess because the narwhal is probably big enough that it has no natural predator. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, exactly. So that's the it's stopping the point. Of the sea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, aren't they uh, Arctic creatures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. live predominantly or exclusively maybe? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Do you know if it's North Pole or South Pole or both? North,
1: North. Because it's there in Sweden's area, like oh, yeah. it's in Makes uh, sense. Numi's backyard. So, and Not then but that's
2: they kind of use the North Pole as like a barometer anyway for global temperature rise mm-hmm. and exactly.
1: stuff. Exactly, so. exactly. They're doing the core samples there. Yep, I've seen the thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the thing?
0: The thing? Yeah. Um, With Kurt Russell.
1: I don't think I have ever seen oh. it.
2: I thought you were just saying the thing as far as, like, they do the science thing. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no, Like, if, you know, you're, you're you're comfortable enough in your own masculinity to say that, you know, ooh, that man is hot. Sure, yeah. Definitely check out a young Kurt Russell in The Thing. Um, but don't look at Kurt Russell. Look at Wilford Brimley. Because, oh, man, man. Ooh. he never looked better. <laughs> now, okay, if he never
0: looked better, are you just comparing him to himself as an old man? Or do you think that he like objectively was a, a good-looking dude in his like younger so days?
1: Wilford Brimley, when he made the thing, I believe he was forty-five, mm-hmm. but he still looked like he's fucking seventy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was legitimately hot. Then. Exactly, exactly. I think I'm going to be my generation's Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I mean, you do look seventy now. So, now, I guess it's if now. he made
2: the thing when he was forty-five, was that his first old man movie?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think you just exclusively old men <laughs> movies after
0: that. Would you say there's a more quintessential old man actor than Wilford Brimley
1: was? I would say not. Yeah, I'm trying Like, you, um, you've seen The Firm, right? Yeah. Okay, so like... <laughs> Like Wilford Brimley in the firm, like Tom Cruise is now older than Wilford Brimley was then. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Yeah,
0: but Tom Cruise, he's got, you know, that Some weird gene. Like, yeah.
2: Like, I, what's that Scientology? Called
0: uh, Thetas. I guess uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something. He's got a little something that most normal humans don't. Whatever it is going New on money, with Tom Cruise. Lots oh, of money. <laughs> well I guess a lot of something there. but um, An intimate knowledge of
1: Katie Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that keeps a man young? I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Katie Holmes is probably my favorite Rachel, Rachel Dawes. <laughs>
0: trying to think of the other Rachel Dawes Maggie Gyllenhaal oh yeah. okay so those are the only two we're comparing against correct <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess I was going
2: to say has there been one on like a show like was that, that I'm that, aware of was that a character in the comics too or is that just I something they made up in so. the movies I think just made up
0: Well, I would say that Katie Holmes is more attractive, but I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actress. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just I've seen her in other things and think she's a pretty good actress. And in fairness, I haven't seen Katie Holmes in a lot of other things, so it's a little bit of an unfair comparison. But
1: Um, what else I see Katie Holmes in? Something. She did some horror movie, I'm sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, really informed uh, (laughs) opinion on. Chances are good, right? I like Maggie Gyllenhaal in Crazy Heart.
0: I don't think I've seen Crazy Heart. I know I've seen Secretary. She's good in Secretary, but as is James Spader.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Robert California himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Is he treating that magician poorly? <laughs> so, are anyway,
0: you ready to kick us off now, Ski, with that recap? Are you sure we really want to still do this? I mean, am uh, it quits. I mean, by all means, you can, you can. can we skip to the end? No,
1: we can't skip through the end. Goddamn it, Brent! When Ski's doing his recap, can he skip the fat jokes? <laughs> well. you mean then skip to the end?
2: <laughs> I yeah. like, that's a lot of content.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be much of a recap if we leave all of them out.
2: (laughs) Warning to the listener.
0: (laughs) Oh boy, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it, and we'll address that as we go. Yes. But feel free to be a little more sparse as you go through your (laughs) recap. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, Season 3, Episode 14, uh, Blanche's Little Girl. Uh, It originally was on the air uh, on January 9th, 1988. This one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. And directed by Terry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, Terry. <laughs> uh, we open the kitchen. We see Rose and Dorothy are in the kitchen at the island and the counter, respectively. When Sophia walks in wearing a cowgirl outfit, she tells them that uh, they won't believe her day. Dorothy mm-hmm. quits back asking if uh, Butch and Sundance stole her seat on the bus. Mm-hmm. Sophia is upset because uh, she's now working at a Western-themed restaurant called Pecos Pete's Chow Wagon. Mm-hmm. And uh, her manager docked her a half day's pay because she said hello to the customer. Rose is, of course, confused by this and asked why she can't say hello to customers. Sophia specifies that uh, they're actually supposed to say a certain line. uh, Quote, howdy, partner. How about a saddlebag of fries with that ranch house burger?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, okay, two, two quick comments on this. Number one. There are a few things in this world that I think are more adorable than an old person in a costume, because mm-hmm. uh, she's been in costumes. Maybe it has. Be, it depends on the old person, of yeah, course, yeah. and it depends on the costume yeah. as well. Like I don't want to see some old person dressed up as a burlesque, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, dancer. But well, that's where we differ. <laughs> <laughs> and, Camp and outfit. I completely... There's <laughs> a reason they call them flappers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. Checkmate, Brett. Yeah. Brett.
0: Yeah, you win that one, um, <laughs> as you do most. But uh, the other thing is, I, I don't know what the laws were in the 80s, mm-hmm. but I know today if mm-hmm. you tried to dock somebody half day's pay, <laughs> yeah. then that would definitely go against yeah. labor laws. So, you know, yeah. I'm glad that uh, you can't dock a senior citizen's pay mm-hmm. or anybody's pay. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, you could certainly go ahead and fire them or send them home, but if they work the four hours, they get paid for the four
1: hours. Yeah. It So... So uh, this and the, uh, you know, she had her pirate costume right. from the other place or whatever. Like, do you think, like, just Miami restaurants keep, like, an extra tiny costume in <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> case a diminutive Sicilian woman wants to get a job? Well, I like to think that they had, like, um you know, like...
0: Maybe a a child's outfit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) like a little, you know, like a little actor or actress type Uh person character. You know, who would do things. So it's just a child to begin with, Uh and then like, oh, we still have this one laying around from when that kid was there for the promotional thing. Mm -hmm. You know, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I guess they need. Well, you know, old people do shrink, and Mm these places that she worked at apparently. Really, hire young kids. Well, they they hire young kids, but they also hire the extremely old. I mean, they had <laughs> a, enough of them that they had a little union of yeah, old people. So, exactly. you know, maybe they just know that yeah, there's a chance that if we're going to hire people in the 70 plus community, that mm-hmm. one of them is going to have shrunk down enough to be yeah. <laughs> you know small enough for this costume, compacted. Yeah. Right. Did she have um? Did she have a pistol in her costume? I didn't notice it. Um,
1: I couldn't remember. She had like a sidearm.
0: No, not uh, if she did, I don't recall it. I anyway. did not look either so.
1: mm-hmm. um, did she have a hook when she was a pirate?
0: No, I don't believe so, but she did have a patch, I think, yeah, mm. I think so,,
2: yeah. and the hat,
0: yeah, the hat that's the most she important the part, hat. yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you think is more important in a pirate costume, a patch a vet- or a hat? I think she a had a vest for both.
2: <laughs>
0: See, I don't know. I feel like you could. Yarr! You know, if you came in with just a parrot on your shoulder but were wearing everything else normal, <laughs> I don't think I would immediately go to pirate. Yeah. But if you had a patch, I think I'd immediately go pirate.
1: I think the hat is more important than the patch. Okay. Just because I can think of more pirates with hats than I can patches.
0: Okay. That may be true, but I still think that if someone walks in with just a pirate hat on, I don't know that I'm, I might be like, oh, that's a fanciful hat. It looks mm-hmm. like a pirate hat. But mm-hmm. if someone walks in with a patch on, I immediately think, that's a pirate. It doesn't matter what else he's wearing. Mm. So, I don't know. My uncle, John, he had a, an eye issue, so he had to wear a patch for a while. But, mm-hmm. you know, it shivered me timbers every time he walked in a room. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, he's patchless now, though, so. He's still alive though okay I just don't want you to think that it went a bad way yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His vision just improved to the point to where you know that eye no longer requires a patch but good yeah. for him yeah I doubt that he listens to this podcast <laughs> but if you do Uncle John, I'm glad your eye's doing better so
2: as am I he's a good man mm-hmm.
0: does he have a band he does not um. Is is that a Grateful Dead reference? Yes. Okay, I thought, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uncle John's band? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I
0: thought. But, you know, I'm not, like, my daughter's a huge Grateful Dead fan. Sherry's a pretty big Grateful Dead fan, and obviously you are a massive Grateful Dead fan. Um, But I am only a passive fan at best.
1: I never asked, does she like the book of lyrics?
0: She does, yeah. She liked it a lot. Cool. So,
2: You think uh, Becky's a big Grateful Dead fan?
0: (laughs) Oh, Becky? Um (laughs) Do you mean do you mean the daughter Becky that we're about to be introduced yes. to? Oh. Rebecca
2: They <laughs> call her both. <laughs> that I'm was a that was a bad joke of what's to come.
0: Oh, okay. I guess I Why? don't I don't get the joke. <laughs> I don't
2: either. She's a big fan. Oh, oh, oh! So you're doing the same
0: kind of joke that her boyfriend made in there. Yeah, classy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm just following
0: suit. So, I want to be part of the group. You didn't emphasize the big part enough. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. If you would have said he think Rebecca's a big <laughs> Grateful Dead fan, then us as the audience would have understood. <laughs> exactly. But you you put it all together as if it was. We didn't nomin- know we were supposed to hate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The actor who played I mean, that's one thing. He did a fantastic job of being hateable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the most despicable characters on TV that I've seen.
1: And honestly, though, but so he was doing that, and I was like, "Why did they never cast him as young Stanley in all these flashbacks of Dorothy?" (laughs) (laughs) He's not
0: as charismatic, though. You know, like he plays an (laughs) asshole perfectly well, but Stanley, as much as I'm not a fan of him, he is—he does have charisma to a certain extent. So you need a young actor that was more charismatic, and maybe the look look is just not right, too. You know, like you need someone you're like. When he says the things, you're like, "Oh, that guy's an asshole." But if he doesn't say the things, you're like, "That guy's pretty cool." Yeah. Or well, I think Stan could fit that category. Yeah. But, but I don't think this dude could. Anyway, sorry, Ski. Sorry to derail you so early on in the it's recap. Quite all right. But. It was
1: bound to happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I also saying so. There, she's her only greeting is to offer fries. Right with the burger. With the burger. Well, who's to say that he didn't get some besides a burger? Yeah. And what if they already ordered the fries? Right,
0: and a saddlebag <laughs> is a lot. I'm like, that'd be a big-ass order of fries.
1: Unless is, that was just their standard size. Uh, called yeah. a saddlebag. Mm-hmm. Like a sack. Why can't they have sack of fries back then?
2: Probably not, yeah. I, I don't Castle even know if McDonald's had a super size at that point, didn't yeah. they? Probably so. not, yeah. yeah.
0: So saddlebag was probably the biggest order of fries you could get back in eighty. You want just
2: a plate of fries, sir? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, go ahead, though.
2: Uh, Sophia sarcastically says she doesn't know why that uh, you know wasn't her natural green, just naturally rolling off her tongue anyway. Mm-hmm. Apparently, her uh, manager is trying to get uh, a promotion to supervisor, which, I don't know, manager seems higher than supervisor to me, but whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is in most hierarchies I've seen, but...
2: <laughs> and uh, he's been laying down some harsh rules, including a 10-minute uh, bathroom break for uh, the elderly group. Uh, Dorothy says that that amount of time seems reasonable. But uh, Sophia points out that two of her co-workers
0: are 85 and definitely need more time than that. It does make you wonder, what do these people do there normally? Um, that if, they're, if 10 minutes is not enough time for them to walk to and from the bathroom, now granted, 10 minutes is, you know, if you're an older person, or, or just anybody has somewhat limited mobility, 10 minutes might be a little bit harsh. Mm-hmm. But still, if it's like, yeah, it's going to take you 20 minutes just to do the walking to and from the bathroom, yeah. What can you be doing that would be valuable to the company <laughs> right. at that point either? Well, maybe,
2: maybe
1: if the, you had just a standing one spot job and you were getting pretty quick at that. Yeah, I guess
0: if you're like a hostess, maybe you could do that. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's one of those things that like, I mean, I'm assuming they get like their 15-minute breaks or whatever. Right. So 10 minutes is enough. Like they're asking for an extra 10 minutes on top of their 15-minute breaks. Mm. Doesn't really
2: specify, but I think that may be the case.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things that, I mean, we know from prior history that Sophia only poops like once a week. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. so if she's doing that on the job, then she may be off, you know, mm-hmm. out for an hour. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So maybe we they just... need someone to come fix the toilet afterwards. Too. Right.
0: She
1: dumped a saddlebag in it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. She's a small person. I imagine even if she hasn't shipped for a week that she probably still doesn't make... That you know much of a clogger. She goes from <laughs> eighty-five movement. pounds to
3: forty-five. <laughs> so, so you say
0: that she's nearly half-shit yeah. at her peak. <laughs> what would do? You want to add to that? No, I'm just saying. All right, let's oh, move okay. on. <laughs>
2: So Blanche comes in excited about uh, something she got in the mail. Rose quickly says that you know, if it's another adult toy from that sleazy magazine, uh, she is not interested. Mm-hmm. Sophia, however, says that she is. Dorothy hilariously tells her uh, mother to wait her turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Blanche continues saying that uh, she got a postcard from her daughter, Rebecca, uh, whom she has not seen in four years, uh, stating that she'll be visiting soon. Blanche says with uh, teary eyes that she's so happy she, should, she could cry. Rose points that she is crying. Dorothy then turns to her and asks if she secretly worked for U.S. intelligence during World War II. When Rose seems a little befuddled, Dorothy says, fine, play it,
0: KG. <laughs> yeah, that whole, I didn't understand why she would even say it. I could almost cry if she was still crying, though. Um, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was a, a typically, you know, ditzy Rose comment. Response after, yeah. But, but it was also a stupid thing for Blanche to say. <laughs> if you've already begun crying, then, yeah. you know.
2: Uh, Blanche tells him, though, that uh, she'll be there in two, in two weeks and that she hopes that she's forgiven her. Apparently, they've been estranged since Rebecca wanted to leave school and become a model. Blanche describes how beautiful her daughter is and that they've always been very, clo- very, uh, so much alike, is mm-hmm. the way she said it. Right. She continues that, uh, they were always very close and, uh, almost like Siamese twins. Sophia pipes in and says, when they were separated, Blanche got both butts.
0: Yeah, that was a, a decent, decent Rose, or decent, uh, Sophia line.
2: Blanche explains that, uh, she tried to convince her not to drop out, but uh, then she ran away to Paris, claiming that her mother was trying to run her life. Rose says that it seems like all of that is in the past, and uh, Bland says she truly hopes so, and that she has missed her very much, and that she was always her favorite. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, That's I've always been a little bit against having a favorite kid that's easy
0: for you to say you only had one Um, (laughs) when you have more like Brent he has four I definitely know he has favorites I won't mention him on this podcast but (laughs) no I don't (laughs) don't think Brent Brent has never uh, expressed a favorite of his four kids um, nor have I towards my three but um, that's
2: true I only have the one though
0: yeah I don't know if I would ever even secretly have a favorite I mean they they have their they all have their own attributes Mm -hmm. that um, you know they're favorites in different ways Sure. Uh,
2: Sophia then says that she treasures the close bond she shares with her daughter Uh, She then turns to Dorothy and says "Uh, Pussycat, (laughs) would you call your sister? Because I always forget the area code
0: Yeah, that was maybe my favorite Sophia line of the episode
2: Dorothy's smile fades from her face (laughs) when she hears this Uh, We change scenes We see Sophia is in the living room on the phone She's uh, organizing a meeting uh, regarding a list of demands for work uh, she has that her friend Edna should bring some uh, wine this time. None of the reefers again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought, and then she, I think she even goes on to tell her, no, you can't put it in the brownies.
2: Yeah. Uh, she, there's a long, I think the conversation about the, the reefer is longer than the part she was talking about that we saw. Right. Of the organization itself. <laughs> uh, Rose is on the chair next to her sewing and says that, you know, her problems at work remind her of a story from St. Olaf. Uh, Sophia, you know, stops her saying, Dust reminds you of Saint Olaf, <laughs> and uh, Dorothy enters, telling Sophia that she has uh, moved some of her things into her room, as Rebecca is uh, arriving that day, and they'll be sharing room while she's there. Sophia responds the way she uh, says Dorothy's dates do: "No thanks, I'll call you sometime."
0: Yeah, yeah, that was another one. Um, Sophia has a few good lines in this episode, at least up until a, a few, moment a from now. Few mean yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it depends on your perspective. Some <laughs> people may find those hilarious. Right.
0: In the '80s, I'm sure they did, right? <laughs> but hit, hit here on more, all cylinders in a more enlightened time. I don't think uh, I don't think they would land as well.
1: I mean, the implication from Sophia is that Dorothy can't give it away, right? You know, but I mean, all of these men that she's going out with have seen her. I mean, obviously she's their type, or mm-hmm. at least there's something about. You know, I guess I don't understand why she couldn't give it away.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, well, we know that she has given it away. You know, to multiple people on the uh, on the show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the the actor took it. The um, Alex Rocco took yeah, it. Yeah, and he was a good looking dude. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, she can definitely give it away. Yeah. In fairness to Dorothy, and Stan has taken it, I think uh, since mm-hmm. uh, at least once since uh, the the series began. Mm-hmm. So say so there's been plenty, and you know, but it it goes back to what we I think we discussed an episode or two back about. How really any of Dorothy's issues with relationships and things of that nature probably stem from the beating that she took from her mom emotionally throughout her life. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it continues.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, till death do they part. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Blanche uh, enters, worried about how she looks prior to her daughter's arrival. The girls tell her she looks lovely. Uh, when she asks, though, if she looks like a mother, Sophia again chimes in with a joke saying that from the side she looks like she is, quote, about to drop twins. <laughs> Uh, Blanche explains that uh, she wants everything to be perfect, and not uh, speaking to her daughter for four years, she doesn't know what to say to her. Rose says that Johnny Carson recently had the same recently had the same problem after uh, speaking with F. Murray Abraham, mm-hmm. who won the Oscar for Best Actor in Amadeus, 1985.
0: Oh, he's still going strong too. Um, yeah, I believe that uh, he was recently in. I think Disney Plus had a live action um, Lady and the Tramp, and I believe he played Tony in that recently so yeah I think he's in his 80s at this point and still you know still chugging along
2: uh, the doorbell rings and uh, Blanche goes to open the door uh, but then decides that she needs five more minutes and then runs into the kitchen
0: yeah I like that she says someone's like oh it's been four years She's like yes that's right I need four years and five minutes to be ready <laughs> so.
2: Sophia gets up and answers the door and is clearly stunned by uh, Rebecca's appearance when she opens it asking if uh, you know she's the model And say, what does she model? Uh, Car covers, Mm -hmm. which is pretty rough. Dorothy apologizes for her mother's insensitive remark. Uh, But then Rose follows up saying that, uh, oh, we just didn't expect you to be that fat. Yeah. You
0: know, I get that Rose, you know, is more simple, right? That she's a little more naive. But occasionally, like, the things that she says that are supposed to be like, oh, that's just Rose, you know, <laughs> like, saying something that she doesn't even realize is offensive. It's because kind of horrible, yeah. Well, it's like, listen, she's not out-and-out out stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so anybody would know that if I, if I say, oh, we just didn't expect you to be this fat, that there's no... What do you mean that's hurtful? <laughs> right, yeah, there's no... Nobody would look at it that way and think that they didn't realize that what they were saying was hurtful, so... I, think they, I hope they tone that down just a little bit in Rose going forward. I'm fine with it if she knowingly takes a jab at somebody. Right. Um, but some of these ones where it's like it's very clearly an insult, uh, <laughs> I think, is, is even making Rose out to be dumber than the character is supposed to be.
2: I think so, too. I uh, agree. But uh, Dorothy's face kind of drops from that comment. Uh, but she plows ahead, introducing everyone. Uh, the hits keep on coming, though, when Rose asks <laughs> Becky what uh, brings her to Miami. And Sophia says, my guess is a small barge. Mm-hmm. After that, Dorothy suggests that her mother just leave and go check on Blanche. Uh, but then, but just then, uh, Blanche walks out of the kitchen. Rebecca gets up from the couch, and she and Blanche share a big hug. Blanche then says, let me look at you. And Sophia chimes in again with another one-liner. This could take several hours. Mm-hmm. They hug again, both of them saying how much they've missed one another. Dorothy suggests that uh, the other two of them leave. And uh, let them share a private moment, but Blanche insists that they stay. <clears throat> and sharing her uh, quote, enormous happiness. Uh, they sit down together on the couch, and Blanche asks you know a variety of questions about Paris, you know where she lived, what she where she worked, and Sophia again adds a, a bit asking where she found jeans that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche finally calls Sophia out for the repeated rude comments, but Becky tells her mother that you know she may have lost her figure. But not our sense of humor. And I and my my personal comment though was that it's a good thing because this episode gets worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I mean and we'll we'll get this to this in our reviews and all that as uh, you know as we get through the episode. But the B story, you know, has some good jokes and whatnot in it. The A story is literally nothing but a fat joke from beginning to end. The title of the episode, the last lines, like, that's all it is. Um, it's just, uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, we'll get more into that as we get through.
2: Uh, she asks Blanche if uh, she's upset about her weight uh, gain, but for but Blanche assures her that she's just happy to have her back. Uh, she then takes her to her room where, she, where she'll be staying. As they head to the back, Sophia makes yet another ill-married comment that uh, now she understands why she'll be sleeping in Blanche's bed because they know it can support the weight of an average female and two Venezuelan soccer players. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in the bedroom, Rebecca comments on how nice her home is. Blanche asks, you know, how's her model career been going? And Becky says, you know, it hasn't been going well lately. She then asks, you know, what she's been doing. And uh, Becky responds, you mean besides eating?" Blanche contests that, you know, she didn't say that, but admits that her daughter has filled out a bit. She quickly follows this up by saying that she shouldn't let herself get down over her weight because she's going to get her on a diet and make her stick to it. Becky tells her that, you know, she doesn't need any help and is happy with how she is. But her mother asks, you know, how could she be happy looking like that? That was like the harshest. Yeah. Because it's coming from my mom.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that that's definitely Blanche's harshest of the episode, I think.
2: Uh, Becky then harkens back to how her falling out happened, saying that uh, Blanche's unreasonable standards, or she sets unreasonable standards, and is frequently trying to tell her how to live her life, and that she you know, always had to be the prettiest, the smartest, and the most popular. Blanche snaps back, saying that didn't mean she had to go off and become the fattest.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That one may it be even harder. Bad. Yeah. Uh,
2: there is an uncomfortable pause after this, and then Becky tells uh, Blanche that you know she can't try keep trying to push her into what she wants for herself, or she's going to need to leave again. Blanche sits down on the bed, telling her you know daughter that she's right and she loves her every last pound of her. Then asks how much that might be exactly, mm. and Becky responds, "Mama." We <laughs> change scenes. <laughs> Sophia enters the the kitchen where Dorothy and Rose are working. Rose asks how the meeting with her manager went, and Sophia says it was terrible, that he wouldn't even budge an inch. She continues saying that the elderly workers at the restaurant are going on strike. Rose follows up asking if they are going to picket, and Sophia says that no, they are going to put on war paint and shoot flaming arrows into the covered wagon outside the eatery. Rose says, huh, that might even get you on the news.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I that was one of Rose's better lines of the episode.
2: Not even mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blanche enters the kitchen saying that uh, the table is set on the lanai and uh, telling us that Becky will be arriving soon with a boy named Jeremy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the girls poke at the idea that Jeremy might be her boyfriend. Uh, Blanche says that she doesn't think so, as she hadn't noticed any clues when she went through her daughter's things. <laughs> Dorothy kind of just gives a look. She suggests that, you know, why? Why don't you just simply ask her? But Blanche then replies that she doesn't stick her nose in where it doesn't belong.
1: Right. What kind of clues would she find in her luggage?
0: Yeah, I like for a boyfriend, she, I don't know. Yeah. Like, did someone travel with like a uh, an eight by ten? You know, of the, <laughs> yes, them and their significant other together. I mean, yeah, yeah it just seems it does seem like there would be clothes and toiletries <laughs> yes. and things of that nature, not yeah. things that indicated a relationship status. Yeah.
1: But. Well, even if there's like prophylactics or something yeah, I'll like that. Yeah, don't say this is Blanche we're talking about. She it's might a boyfriend. It toys. just means that, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. But yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> she
0: could be in Miami and just figuring, you know, action we'll cook, time. Cook. Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, but Dorothy gives her a confused look at the hypocrisy of the situation. Uh, the doorbell then rings and Blanche goes to answer it, uh, inviting the two in. Uh, Jeremy politely comments on how lovely their home is. Blanche thanks him with, uh, with a smile, stating that he seems like a very nice man. Becky uh, interjects, saying that he is a very nice man. Uh, he then immediately proves her wrong by snidely asking her, "Becky, was she talking to you?"
0: Yeah, yeah he starts off. I mean, he he comes Pretty. in hot. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, in a very condescending tone. After uh, on top of that, uh, Blanche gives a concerned look. Dorothy and the other girls then enter and introduce. And introductions are all made to everybody. Jeremy quickly lets the uh, Goldens know that what kind of trash he is by making a demeaning comment about how he and Becky met. Uh, he then offers to help carry the hors d'oeuvres out to the Lanai, but then hands them off to Rebecca and follows behind Blanche.
0: Yeah. Every step of the way, he definitely makes every effort to prove. Uh, well,
2: doesn't he? I think the lion when he says, when they're meeting, he uh, walked into a restaurant, right? <laughs> and he didn't see an open table. So he just sat at Rebecca.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, if he hadn't said, I don't know, there's lots of things in here that obviously he said specifically so that everyone could know he was making a fat joke. So I'm just glad I didn't have to do the recap yeah. for this episode. I don't know. I'm kind of sad you didn't do the recap. We would have been through it by now. <laughs> <laughs> If but there I mean, was one that I would have appreciated a seven-minute recap on, this would have been the one. <laughs>
1: so, I always feel it's, you know, my duty to defend every character. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't have to come up with a spirited, defensive Jeremy.
0: <laughs> you didn't have to play the devil's advocate exactly. on this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: What
2: if he's just a budding comic?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And yeah. that was the, you know, flavor of the day. He's yeah. a
1: straight shooter. And y'all need to respect that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry you can't handle a man that tells the truth. Um, Exactly. (laughs) You'd rather have a liar. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
0: But no, yeah. A pansy that cares about people's feelings. I mean, they certainly, there are a lot of characters that they try to give, you know, a little leeway to. They definitely don't make that attempt with this character Mm, at all. But then again, there's no reason to feel like any of the girls are any better other than Dorothy. Dorothy's the only one who stays out of the fray um
1: Rose, yeah, i mean in all honesty i mean they're just as mean as jeremy but just doing it behind rebecca's or, back yeah
0: sometimes uh, yeah. Sophia doesn't always bother that's true
1: <laughs> so, that's true yeah. yeah, why is jeremy getting short shaft <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: can we just agree they're all pieces of shit <laughs> exactly
1: exactly there's no mvp except for numi yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we,
0: we appreciate all of you um Regardless of if you've been named exactly. or misnamed, we
1: appreciate all 5,000 of you.
0: Well, 5,000 yeah, individuals. I know. Just to,
1: that would actually be worse because that would mean that 5,000 people listen to one Once episode like never and decided again. to move on. F this. Yeah. Doing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt every episode. <laughs> glad you're listening, AJ. Hey Becky, thanks for listening. Hi Carla, thanks for listening. Hey Debbie, glad you're out there. <laughs>
0: well, they don't all comment either. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a few people like CJ who will go out of his way to fulfill our request and comment on all the platforms. Very nice. Um, but uh, most of our listeners haven't. Um, but we certainly love it when anybody does. Yeah. So.
2: Well, we uh, we skip ahead to the end of the meal, and we see them all coming back into the house. Uh, Jeremy is politely complimenting how good the food was. Uh, Becky then asks him you know, what he thinks of her new outfit that he hadn't commented on, uh, while well, he's handing out kind words to everybody. Mm-hmm. He again decides the correct response is a jab at her appearance, telling her that he was being nice by not saying anything about her clothes. Yeah. Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose go into the kitchen. Blanche telling them that she'll bring out uh, some coffee. Which she uh, says she'd like to pour down his pants, you know, kind of under her breath to the other girls. The girls immediately start discussing how rude and hurtful he's been to Becky during dinner. Uh, Rose uses a great example, saying that she hasn't heard such an insulting language since Eric the Red was called Yellow, or Mm -hmm. Coward. Uh, Dorothy promptly uh, asked, though, that wouldn't that make him Eric the Orange?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I thought that was a nice uh, artist joke. (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) Would have been more appropriate in our last episode, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The artist. I think RGB jokes are always timely. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be like your Roy G. Biv? Um, oh, I
1: was going Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then that would be RBG, wouldn't it? I, know. I know. <laughs> You know what I realized the other day? I've been misspelling Mississippi. Oh, really? Yeah, not like if I'm actually writing it out, mm-hmm. but like if I'm like doing the old M-I-S-S. I've been adding an extra S in the second set. I'm always like M I S S I S S S I P P.
0: Oh, so you've been adding three S's there in that, that second in set the of S's? part, Yeah.
1: Hmm. Like a snake. And then yeah.
0: what? Do you cut out one of the eyes? Because I feel like you said just IPP.
1: M-I-S-S-I-S-S-S-I-P-P-I.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't hear your last I because yeah. you trailed off a little. So. Yeah. But uh, interesting. Well, I'm glad that at least, though, if it's only translating to you saying it in your mind, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then at least it hasn't ever made you look
1: foolish in yeah. print. Exactly. So. Almost made me look foolish in front of my, you know, six-year-old, daughter because I was about to correct her for not having enough s's. Daddy. And I caught myself. I was like, "Wait a second,
2: let me check this." Exactly,
1: but like, I did not wreck myself. Are you like, what
0: kind of snake lives in Mississippi that they put three s's in there? And they're like, "Son of a bitch!" Trent Lott.
1: <laughs>
2: so after Eric Orange uh, comment, Blanche tells him that uh, she doesn't feel like she can interfere uh, in their relationship for fear that. She may uh, distance her daughter again. Furthermore, she points out, you know, that uh, they've only known each other for a little bit of time and she'll figure out that he's a creep soon enough. Sophia then enters uh, the kitchen and says that she can't stand to listen to him anymore, uh, talking about getting married. Uh, the girls, of course, are alarmed by this prospect and uh, ask if maybe she misunderstood. Sophia scoffs at the idea that she could uh, misunderstand something, but then she starts saying that, you know, she gives a little list about her how her body is... Uh, failing her, and her senses are going, and says, yeah, maybe you do need to double check. Mm -hmm. So Blanche goes out to the living room and asks the couple if there's anything they'd like to discuss. Becky confirms that they do have news, and Jeremy then manages to even insult her weight while asking Blanche for her daughter's hand in marriage. Blanche gives a stunned silence. When Becky asks her mom if she's happy, Blanche says that, happy isn't the word for it. Mm-hmm. She hugs her daughter and uh, then runs off
0: to her room in tears, yeah.
2: which I'm sure they interpreted as tears of joy.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
2: Not the case, I'm guessing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would have to say that'd be tears of despair. Um, I don't know how it would react. Like have, I know, Ski, that you're the type of guy who your preferences for your daughter tend to Old and alone. Old and alone. That's, um, without, that ship is sealed. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, she could still be old and alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's still many years for that loneliness <laughs> to set in. Um, but, uh, and I don't know about you, Brent. I don't know how many, like, my daughter's 13 and she has not mm-hmm. brought any, uh, you know, suitors knocking on our doors at this mm-hmm. point. Um, Joey, he's 10, and he's had a girlfriend already, but we never got to meet her because mm-hmm. it was just a little classroom thing. Uh, I know that you said your Zach, at least for a while, had a girlfriend mm-hmm. that you weren't 100% sure if she knew she was his girlfriend or even existed. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I assume Vanessa has probably had a relationship here and there that you've had to deal with since she's your oldest.
1: Yeah, um, she's had a, a couple of boys that she was interested in, and one she c- and that she kind of spent time with, mm, okay. um, two of them that she kind of spent time with. So you've had
0: at least a little experience, like I said, Brent, er, Ski. It's hard to to quantify because he would hate them all. Yeah, um, like,
2: but <laughs> I with think hate is a strong word.
0: I don't know. It's maybe not strong enough. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's right.
0: I mean, there was a guy that that I know that she was dating for a while. Alexis, mm-hmm. I mean Ski's daughter. That you know, he seemed to check the boxes. Came from a well-to-do family. You know, mm-hmm. seemed like a relatively intelligent kid. And Ski hated that guy with the passion of a
1: thousand sons. Mm-hmm. Um, you really
2: think so? That's not how I felt.
1: But he's looking pretty good to you right now though. <laughs> uh,
2: there's there's some stuff parts of his personality that I didn't care for.
0: I don't know. Like whenever it was even brought up of like maybe it's just your fervent belief that that Alexis should end up alone. <laughs> the, I, well, Ski had this has this thing. And I mean I guess at this point maybe he's put it behind him because, you know, it's gonna be a grandpa. But that he would like his daughter to have some time to get to know herself better, right? I still not, stand by that. Yeah, not, not necessarily in the, um, you know, finding herself in a relationship, you know, anyways. So I think it's been hard for Ski to not hate or at least come close to hating any boy that Alexis has ever had interest in.
2: Because I don't think I've ever hated anybody, honestly.
0: Okay, well, then your version of hate, whatever the strongest (laughs) version of dislike, I love him the least, would be, I guess, the way you would probably put it.
1: (laughs) Well, on the bright side, maybe you've met the last boy you'll ever have to hate. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Well, is Alexis having a a son or a daughter? Boy. Boy, okay, so that might be the next one. So the doctors say, (laughs) you know, science. (laughs) But, But Brent... How would you handle it if Vanessa came home with a dude who you just thought was a piece of shit? I mean, do you think you would tell her or would you just be mm-hmm. like, well, it's her life and I'm a libertarian, so?
1: No, I'm, I wouldn't tell her. Um, and it's one of those things that it never even occurred to me that that would happen. Mm. Um, she just has a really good head on her shoulders and I don't think that she, would, anybody who was even slightly mean to her, I don't think she would give them the time of day after okay. that. You know? Good I just, yeah. She's um She has a good sense of self-worth and everything, which she did not get from me, because <laughs> I know I'm fucking trash. Oh, Brent. Yeah. We love you. He's You're self-deprecating. You don't need to do all that. <laughs> He's just saying it for his own
0: benefit more than ours. <laughs> just as
2: fishing for compliments there? <laughs>
0: I think Brent has a decent sense of himself in that... I, I don't know. I could be totally wrong. Maybe you do think badly of yourself. <laughs> and if that's the case, that does make me just as sad as it does ski. But I think that you know your strengths and probably know the things that you aren't as happy with. And I hope that you see your strengths are, you know, far outweigh your, uh, deficiencies. Um, yeah. but, uh, and your sense of humor, of course, is always self-deprecating. So mm-hmm. whenever you insult yourself, I take it yeah. with a giant grain of salt, <laughs> like a block of salt. So um, those uh, like cow pillars. salt, yeah, <laughs> salt. <laughs> Exactly. So, But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think Gwen would be the same way, um, at least so far. I hope it continues that way. But she yeah, has a pretty I. strong sense of self. Mm-hmm. I wonder what. It, how would you feel if it was the on the other foot, though, if, let's say, Zach brought home a girl who was mm-hmm. a really domineering – Kind almost, of a,
2: almost soul crushing.
0: Yeah, like someone like say like a Janice from Friends who is really mm-hmm. great and annoying, but yeah. also a bitch too. Like Janice wasn't a bitch, like she yeah, was a yeah. nice person, she was just annoying. Yeah. But if you combine those two things mm-hmm. where it's
1: like Is she a redhead? Um <laughs> Yes, we'll say it's a redhead. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal breaker. <laughs>
0: So so ginger is where you draw the line? Exactly. <laughs> now, what if she was the sweetest I'm, apple pie? It was still the ginger that's going to kick her out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <And laughs> um, so, but I mean, do you think that you would tell him if it was like, do you think you'd have the same standard of like, I need to... Also warn my son away yeah, from this I person. Yeah, I think so. Okay.
1: Um, you know, I'd be like, "Son, don't do as I have done." <laughs> there's, there's more to life than poon Tank. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd you be like, "Got
0: that out too." <laughs> no, I'm definitely leaving that. <laughs> One in. more thing. Hey,
2: One more thing besides that.
0: No, no, I'll leave that part in. I mean, you could definitely be like, "Hey, listen, don't make the two mistakes I've made." <laughs> 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 Just, you know. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, those two mistakes they had some benefits, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. you know there's still an easier path to get there <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah I don't know I guess we'll have to wait and see for for us hopefully none of us uh, have to deal with the real piece of shit. I mean in ski's case, like I said, it could be the greatest man ever and mm-hmm. it would still be a piece of shit to him. so well, I think
1: in ski's case we're gonna know about 12 hours from now whether or not this guy. <laughs> Is good or not.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because right now, again, as we stated, him and his friends are having a housewarming party at Ski's house because apparently <laughs> the old boy's party. moving in. <laughs> yeah. Bachelor party, baby shower, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, and so... A
1: baby shower, as young men tend to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so On well, a Saturday night at midnight <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when they can't get the security deposit for an Airbnb. <laughs> that's about how it goes, honestly. I mean, that's... <laughs> In Brent terms, that's a very succinct uh, yeah. summation.
2: <laughs> so we'll see
0: if your house is trashed when you get back later tonight. And uh, I'm
1: pretty sure it will be fine. I just yeah, and I it's, think even if it's trashed, I don't care as long as he gets it cleaned up for thanks. you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I,
0: yeah, fair enough. So Brent's saying that it's okay if it's trashed as long as he then takes responsibility to exactly, clean up after himself. Exactly. And his friends. Boys
1: will be boys, but as long as he gets up in the morning, cleans it all up, and you don't have to deal with it, then let bygones be bygones. He's a keeper.
0: Yeah, that boys will boy be boys phrase is a little fraught, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I can go quite so far on that. Maybe young people will be young people. How about that? Yeah. So, the youths. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you start going that boys and that boys will be boys and then clean up his mess in the morning, <laughs> you know that just has so many more connotations that, that no longer work in today's society. Okay. But. <laughs> yeah, anyways, so go ahead on ski with that. Um, so at, at least at this point, Blanche has definitely expressed that she knows what a piece of shit he is. Yeah, but now they're yeah. getting married, as far yeah. as we know. Wah, wah, wah.
2: Right.
1: Yeah.
2: So uh, Blanche, uh, oh, go ahead. I
1: was I just, just gonna say, um, Rebecca and Jeremy have both met Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, how they? Yeah. Uh, what? Is, oh, well, yeah, yeah,
0: because Rebecca was in Terminator. Yeah, and he was in Raw Deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there you go.
1: So that's, that's what they got in common. Six <laughs> yeah. degrees.
2: Six degrees <laughs> of Arnold. Mm-mm. Uh, Blanche, Rebecca, and Jeremy walking into the kitchen, headed uh, to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. Becky says that uh, Jeremy is a big baseball fan, and Jeremy then says that uh, Becky is a bigger one, yeah. and that she's bigger everything. And then Dorothy chimes in with, uh, "Quiet, but matter of fact, not everything, Jeremy," mm-hmm. which was my favorite line of the sh- the show. Yeah, and I think there. I think the audience even claps and.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you think spring training was starting in January back in 1988?
0: Maybe so. Well, one thing I did find that was interesting, they all had Dodger hats on. Mm -hmm. So I looked up, you know, because they said they were going to Vero Beach for a baseball Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. And apparently there were the – Vero Beach Devil Rays um, in the Florida State League. Okay. They ran from 1980 to 2008. Um, and their major league affiliation for most of that time was the L.A. Dodgers. Okay, So, you know, I, I guess maybe it was a feeder team that went mm-hmm. to the Dodgers. So maybe it wouldn't be spring training, but just off-season baseball, you know, because mm-hmm. it's out in a, a sunny state. Yeah. So maybe that's why, you know, they would have... Exhibition type game. Yeah, exactly. Or, okay. or maybe just, you know... A minor, minor league that Mm -hmm. only plays in climates that will tolerate it. Exactly. So
2: So a sprinkling of factual
0: stuff back in there. Yeah, certainly. There was at least least enough to make an argument for it, which not all the things in the Golden Girls (laughs) (laughs) turn out that way.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like the record to reflect that Ski rubbed his fingers together as if he was putting salt on a baked potato. <laughs> is that how you salt your baked potato? You don't
0: use the shaker or the little packet. You put it in your hand. control it better, exactly. right?
1: That's, that's how you, exactly. you spice your stuff. Exactly. You got more control over
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than an extra salty bite of baked potato. Well,
1: you, what you don't want is you don't
2: want one sal- side to be all salty and the other side not to have salt on. I think
0: It works out as long as you eat the extra salty part first, and then that (laughs) extra salt that's still lingering in your mouth can flavor the rest. Mm. It doesn't work out the other way around, though, because then you just have disappointing bites up until you get to the extra salty,
2: and then it's overpowering. Or exactly, what is this? Yeah,
0: and then the baked potatoes ruin, and you're like, why didn't I just sprinkle it on my fingers? Right,
1: (laughs) (laughs) so much more control. (laughs) He made the, what is this face, as if he was Mater eating wasabi for the first time. <laughs> did you say Mater eating wasabi? Are you I talking wish about... I could do
2: the voice now. Cars 2?
0: <laughs> I don't. Well, I've never seen and Cars, cars one. 2. Um, so I, I just was making sure that that was the Mater you were referring to. I didn't know if there was any other Mater that I'm unaware
1: of. <laughs> yeah. like so he it... eats
2: wasabi in Cars 2? He did. I didn't he did. that
1: um because they're
2: in different countries for that exactly
1: so when they're in japan at the fancy party Mater eats wasabi okay which begs the question their cars why do they even have wasabi (laughs) like all they drink and stuff is motor oil and fuel why is there wasabi at this party for Mater to accidentally ingest who is the wasabi for i just
0: i don't know i know (laughs) that there's a lot of
1: unanswered questions about the car's
2: uh, yeah. universe.
0: But much as you're a, a music aficionado, you certainly are on movies as well. I mean, you, you have a vast knowledge of movies and that you would choose easily the <laughs> worst of all the Pixar <laughs> films to reference. You know, you have a, a, a franchise you didn't say that anything about planes. nearly unwrapped. Well, <laughs> I've heard that's the worst. But it's not a Pixar movie. It's based yeah, it on is. that universe. I don't. Well, it's not a Pixar theater release, yeah. I guess no, I should true, say that. Um, so that that is the qualifier, I guess. But, yeah. the, but Cars 2 is, I think, easily the lowest rated of any of their theater releases yeah. to this point. By, a-
1: but, but that was the most apt reference for the face that he made. <laughs> <laughs> be that as it may. Like, uh, if he had fallen down that flight of stairs, I'd be like, he's as bruised up as the good dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that one. That that would probably be next in line. The good dinosaur is like Land Before Time torture porn. (laughs) Because that good dinosaur gets the shit beat out of him throughout that entire movie. Uh, He's bruised and bloodied and battered. You'd say
2: he's the Becky of Pixar movies. (laughs) Shit. Good. I'm still
1: not comfortable calling her Becky. <laughs> Rebecca.
0: A lot of them call... I mean... I feel like <laughs> it was, there was definitely times in the episode that she was referred to as Becky. I um, would to say
1: it was a 50-50 split.
0: Yeah. I don't know. If you if you feel so inclined to re-watch Wasn't this episode... Wasn't Jeremy
1: the only one who called her Becky, though?
0: I, I, oh, is that why it makes you uncomfortable yeah, though? <laughs> I, I
2: definitely heard Rose call her that a few times. Uh, yeah,
0: I don't know. It doesn't matter, I guess... Brent just doesn't like a shortened name. <laughs> so <laughs> Not well, the whole so Brent I thing. went back, and, my
2: sister's name is is Rebecca, mm-hmm. and we call her Becky, so I oh, yeah. went back and forth, too. Well, he's so. got a sister-in-law named
0: Becky. I yeah, know. And, and everybody call and Be- Rebecca is her name, but everybody calls her Becky. Like, I never hear anybody refer to her as Rebecca. Yeah, I don't
2: think I've ever called her Rebecca.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, maybe her grandmother used to occasionally, but. <laughs>
2: What's your middle name?
0: Joe. Rebecca Joe. Yeah, well, Becky Joe. Yeah, so they really should have been named her Rebecca, Rebecca Joe
2: when you're in trouble, though.
0: Um, yeah, perhaps. But uh, anyways. BJ yeah. for short. What's that?
1: BJ for short. Uh,
0: yeah, that's probably why they decided to name her Rebecca as her <laughs> official initial um, because of that one particular potential joke. So, anyways.
2: <laughs> so we're going back. So yeah. we got uh, the line where Jeremy said, "You know, Becky is a bigger everything," and. Dorothy chimed in with, not everything, Jeremy. Right. He gives her a look, though, that uh, signals that he's not really sure how to interpret that line. Uh, Blanche suggests that they uh, get going, and Jeremy says that he's going to buy Becky a Dodgers cap and see how many people mistake her for Tommy Lasorda. At this point, uh, Blanche sh- or Dorothy, stands up and shouts, that's it! <laughs> Blanche diffuses the impending conflict, saying that uh, they'll get her a cap, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sh- shout out to Mr. Lasorda, who was uh, he was known to be a little overweight as well. Mm-hmm. I think he didn't he do uh weight fast or, weight fast, or weight fast, or Yeah, one, one of those two. two. Yeah, is he uh, still around? No. Yeah, actually, he it was
0: relatively recently, wasn't it? A couple years yeah, ago.
2: No. Uh, he 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 managed <laughs> the Dodgers from '76 to '96 and passed away in January of 2021. Okay, so, so it wasn't was recently. <laughs> well, yeah. he said a few years ago. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think I said within the last few years, but oh, maybe I did sorry. say a, a couple <laughs> of years ago. No, the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. It was very recent. <laughs> your still in mourning, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got entire shrines. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll show you. I'll send pictures.
1: <laughs> all your empty boxes of Weight Watchers. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> signed, all of them signed by Tommy Lasorda. Exactly. Oh. This fettuccine is yeah. a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: So
2: <laughs> Sorry, that was a weird laugh <laughs> uh, They leave And uh, Dorothy uh, Says to Rose that she can't stand <laughs> anymore And has to say something to that Douche, my word, not hers mm-hmm. uh, Rose agrees that you know It is getting grating But uh, that, you know, it's Blanche's daughter And her choice not to intercede She starts to compare it to a story of, uh, From St. Olaf When Dorothy cuts her off and explains that you know, The Goldens get tired of hearing about St. Olaf all the time uh, she is genuinely shocked to learn this, mm-hmm. or at least she seems to be. She apologizes, and uh, or Dorothy apologizes for being kind of harsh, but Rose starts in on uh, the story about, quote, the town whose name you're tired of hearing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Almost like Voldemort or something, yeah. <laughs> like the one whose name we shall not mm-hmm. say.
2: Uh, just then, though, she's cut off again because uh, this time Sophia <laughs> and her band of elder food service strikers... They announced that they uh, are using the kitchen to host a negotiation with the stingy manager. Uh, they then arrange the chairs in a manner that kind of gives them uh, an authoritative edge.
0: Yeah, with her in her higher chair,
2: right, so she can look down you on them. She said,
0: "What I did like about that was it gave them an excuse to not use the chair that would naturally be the fourth position, since right. that's one with the back to the camera. So, like, that was a, mm-hmm. a that was." In a, a really lazily written episode, mm-hmm. that was a, a good little... That's um, a clever you know, trick, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the doorbell rings, and Dorothy goes to answer it. Uh, shortly thereafter, she opens the kitchen door and tells her mother that Mr. McCracken has arrived uh, before a very young teenage boy enters in uh, Western wear. Uh, McCracken seems very business-oriented, and Dorothy and Rose uh, see themselves out, but Rose first offers him uh, some milk or double-stuffed Oreos. He declines the offer politely and the comments, boy, he's tough. <laughs> uh, he sits down and tells the ladies that you know he's been over their list of demands several times. Sophia stops him and tells him that uh, she's experienced with negotiations. She then tells a Sicily story about uh, a girl who's vacationing, surrounded and adored by many men. Uh, in the end, three suitors ask her to choose one of them, like to stay, uh, but she says she cannot choose. Uh, she does agree, though, to uh, meet them all at the same location many years later, uh, which they, of course, referred to as the Rendezvous with Sophia, mm-hmm. but the rest of the world called it the Yalta Conference.
0: Right. Yeah, I thought that was a great reference. It wasn't a reference that I knew offhand, mm-hmm. um, so I did have to look that one up. Did you look that one I up yourself, up, I to... knew what it was, but I, oh, okay. I didn't
2: remember exactly who was there.
0: Yeah, I'm not as worldly as you are, apparently, <laughs> So, so I had to look it up myself, but... The uh, Yalta Conference was a meeting of uh, three World War II allies, U.S. President uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, uh, Winston Churchill, and uh, Soviet Premier uh, Joseph Stalin, and the trio met in uh, February of '45 at the resort city of Yalta um, in order to basically determine what was going to be done with uh, with mm-hmm. Germany post-war. Yeah. And I think at the time, too, they were still, um, s- still fighting with Japan as well, mm-hmm. so... Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That was a, a good deep cut of a reference. I thought um, I, maybe it good, wasn't a deep uh, cut. Maybe it was a deep cut to me because I am not a history buff, and especially it know, was a 30, very,
2: uh, very good uh, um, Sophia Tall Tale kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was a, that was one of her best. I, I think. What do you call it? like historically based lies <laughs> that she's told? In yeah. my opinion,
2: uh, the young man blows off the story, scoffing at. Saying, it. Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say. And a recap rife with details. The fact that you did not mention he was just a mere boy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I said he was a very young man, didn't I? Yeah,
0: I, maybe you did, but I mean, I think that I, even underscores or understates that I should say that he he looked like he looked he like, was like about, thirteen or fourteen. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you
1: said he was like a stern
0: businessman or something. Well, like no, well,
2: by like the way he talked to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This is a, an episode. If if you are someone who does not like men, this mm-hmm. one backs up all your feelings yeah. <laughs> because the two men in this episode are assholes. You talking about the podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> well, so who's the other one? So, am I, am I referring to you two or to us two? <laughs> so Ski is definitely not the asshole here. <laughs> so eh, sometimes <laughs> I mean, if you have negative feelings, I got my about, days. Yeah. If you have negative feelings about men in general, and we are confirming those, then this probably isn't the podcast for you unless you're hate listening. You know, we still appreciate you (laughs) increasing our download numbers. God God bless you. The Nielsen Tally don't care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, listen, a sponsor will like a hate listen just as much as they do a like listen, mm-hmm. as long as they don't know it's a hate listen. <laughs> so. Five
1: stars or five stars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite podcast to hate. <laughs> five stars. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he definitely, he was an extremely young, extremely young uh, manager. Mm-hmm. So
2: Yeah, the very young man, he uh, blows off the story and tells them the only reason he even agreed to meet them uh, there is, uh, that way they wouldn't uh, cause a scene at the chow wagon when he fires them. Mm-hmm. They seem a little bit uh, stunned by this. And, uh, the, and he says that nothing they could say would even change his mind. One of the ladies, however, pipes in and points out that they could tell his father how his car got dented from uh, when he was doing wheelies in the parking lot. He panics, though, and asks if they would really uh, tell on him. This is one of my favorite lines also. Sophia points out, hey, she's your grandmother. Has she ever lied to you?
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that the father's Jeremy um, because I don't think that's the only logical conclusion that if this kid is such a douchebag at age 14 or whatever he is that he would fire his grandmother for wanting too long of a pee break, then you know I have to think that he already is a big-time misogynist anyway and also has no respect for his elders. Downhill from here, right? Yeah.
2: We change scenes. Becky has uh, her bag and is getting ready to leave as uh, Blanche is walking her to the door. Uh, Rose kind of ruminates as they're saying their goodbyes on the various ways in which she can wish someone farewell. Uh, she starts to kind of quote a few in different languages, and Dorothy adds, Get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose admits, Hey, that's one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blanche and Rebecca start saying their goodbyes again when Jeremy kindly rudely stomps in and demands that they hurry up uh, so they can catch their flight. We learn that they uh, plan to apparently run off and get married alone. Jeremy mocks the idea of her running anywhere, and that things may uh, you know, got go kind of slow here at Stony Brook Farm.
0: Mm-hmm. Sunny Brook yeah. yeah,
2: sorry. This, of course, is the final straw, though. Blanche demands to uh, see her daughter in the kitchen. They hurry into the next room, while Dorothy and Rose shoot very smug, irritated looks at Jeremy. they they gave the stink eye hard Mm.
0: this was an episode that one thing i will give her credit for is it was rife with things that had i've been doing the recap would have been perfect for alan's deep dive because you know we had the yalta conference already there was a something earlier in the episode too that kind of piqued my interest and then this one the sunnybrook farm reference is to a 1903 novel called rebecca at sunnybrook farm um that tells the story of rebecca and uh her two aunts, um, one stern and one kind, in the fictional village of Riverboro, Maine. Um, so apparently that was I don't think I've ever heard of that particular book, but obviously the girl's name I, is Rebecca. And I didn't he calls, look that one up. That's
2: a good one, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, because I was wondering, like, oh, I was wondering if it's a reference to an old folks home or something, but then I kind
2: of just blew it off as that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's similar to the name of the daycare in uh, Toy Story Three, I think, <laughs> as well. So. But yeah, so there was a couple. There's one more reference coming up here in a moment that I'll mention.
2: Uh, Blance says her daughter you know, down in the kitchen explains that you know she's held her tongue for the past two weeks, but she cannot let her leave without at least asking her why she'd marry that, quote, lump of nothing outside. Becky says that she wants to be married and she wants to have a family and that uh, having lost her looks, she basically has to take what she can get.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Blance corrects her, though, thinking that uh, she is a catch, and he specifically needs her to feel good about himself, and that she uh, is willing to put up with how awful he is. Becky tells her mom that she's butting in again and that uh, she's trying to run her life and that she wishes she'd never come. She gets up and storms out. Uh, She then walks right out the front door, grabs her bag of stuff, and stomps out with Jeremy right behind her. Upset, of course, Blanche walks into the back room. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have another scene change. Sophia, Dorothy, and Rose are in the kitchen at the table uh, in their nightgowns, so I'm assuming it's fairly late. And uh, apparently Blanche had gone to bed at 8 p.m., which is unusual for her, at least by herself, uh, Sophia points out. (laughs) Dorothy says that, you know, she's depressed, of course. Rose ignorantly asks if they think it's because of Becky or Rebecca, as -hmm. you will. Yeah. (laughs) But Dorothy sarcastically replies that, you know, no, it's because uh, Marblehead Manor is only on TV once a week.
0: Yeah, that was another, which at the time, that maybe wasn't a deep cut, because Marvelhead Manor was a, a sitcom that yeah. lasted one season, and it was on, it wasn't on directly before the Golden Girls that year, but it was on like an hour yeah. before.
2: The season straddled this episode. Like
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that was the thing that was odd, because yeah... it, <laughs> it it did not have an air date that was on this, with the date that this particular episode aired. So that would have been better timed, had <laughs> you know it could have actually lined up directly with one of those episodes. That would have been funny, yeah. But yeah, it, it that show I, I happened to look into it a little bit. Like I said, it ran one season. It was part of some odd, I don't know, gimmick that they were trying to do at NBC at the time. But uh, it did feature uh, Michael Richards, among others of you know Seinfeld fame, was one of the actors on this uh, ill-fated series. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess apparently there were not that many people that were depressed. It was only on once a week. (laughs) It's only lasted the week. Not enough people, right? Right.
2: (laughs) Blanche was in the minority there. Uh, Rose nods understandingly, though, to this comment, like, oh, yeah, I wish it was on more, too. She then tells a story about how her grandma cheered up kids uh, when she was younger by holding water and goldfish in her mouth and uh, taking a gulp from the aquarium. Right. She would then hold a flashlight uh, on her chin so they could see this fish swim back and forth. She says that they uh, could have watched all day, but they had to have uh, you know, adhered to visiting hours, of course. <laughs> uh, Dorothy gives uh, the look after hearing this. Uh, right then, Blanche walks in saying that you know she couldn't sleep, and she kept tossing and turning, regretting, for s- regretting the fact that she spoke up. The girls, however, back her up saying that she did the right thing. Blanche asks, you know, if it was right, why does it feel so bad? Dorothy comments, you know, it's hard being a mother. Mm -hmm. If it was easy, fathers would do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They discuss that the kids really don't understand parents until they're older. Dorothy remembers how Sophia used to insist that they always, uh, that she would always, you know, have to meet her dates, her and her her mother and father. Sophia points out that, you know, though, between the ages of 12 and 19, they only amounted to two guys that she (laughs) met. So Rose recalls, though, that her mother, you know, Made her practice the tuba every day for 10 years.
0: Yeah, three hours a day. Yeah, Again, a lot. Man, my goodness, these times that Rose throws out sometimes. Yeah, three she hours parlayed
2: a, that right into lovemaking, I guess.
0: Yeah, three hours <laughs> a <day. laughs> yeah, I got to fill the time somehow now that exactly. the tuba's out of my life. I couldn't put a different what uh, does she wood do with wind. Her time now. <laughs> you know, it must yeah.
2: feel so empty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but at ten years—I figured that up. Three, three hours a day, seven days a week for ten years would get her at ten thousand nine hundred and fifty hours of tuba work. So that's all you need. Yeah, I guess you know Malcolm Gladwell would be exactly. <laughs> would approve of her tube expertise.
2: I mean, she really should have just pursued orchestra on the yeah. stage.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would have thought that she could have been a professional tubist or whatever. She was a Just tuba always player. bad. <laughs> yeah, could be that maybe her heart just wasn't in it. But, maybe you know, yeah, she's going she through the motions.
2: So yeah, she says you know she ultimately did give it up, but uh, it paid off because now she can fill a tire in under a minute. Mm-hmm.
0: I, it should be noted too, just one other small thing about this scene that we do get cheesecake number nine in this mm. episode. We so. never
2: technically see it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean they they talk about eating. It. They do have it in front of them, or at least the remnants of it in front of them. Oh okay, I, mean, I didn't so. care. Uh,
2: the doorbell rings and Blanche goes to answer. It's Rebecca and she apologizes to her mother and uh, tells her that you know she thought about what she had said and realized how much she must love her uh, to have said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hug again and head towards the kitchen to uh, tell the other girls, uh, who are, as you said, eating cheesecake. Blanche decides, though, that cheesecake might not be that great and redirects to the lanai. Yeah,
0: got to get one last fat joke in there um, mm-hmm. as we near the very end of the episode.
2: And, yep, so we see Blanche uh, and Rebecca hugging goodbye again. Blanche slowly closes the door and the girls all go to sit on the couch. Uh, Blanche lets out a light gasp, kind of staring at the often into nothing. The camera pans over to Dorothy, who sighs and shakes her head. Rose then throws her head back and lets out another slight huff. And Sophia then says, you know, hey, hey, girls, I thought we agreed we weren't going to talk anymore about the kids yeah. or the children.
0: And that closes up.
2: That's the end of it, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a funny <laughs> ending, but.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, it was uh, a, as funny as most of the other things in the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, so we'll just get right into it. So, Ski, who was sure MVP for this. Uh, oh, wait, I guess I do need to do my guest stars real quick, just a sec. So, we had four on there. We mm-hmm. had uh, uh, Rebecca, um, played by uh, Sean Sheps, 46 credits to her name, 20 as an actress. Um, she was on five episodes of Weeds. She was Nancy in the Terminator, as Brent had mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, in case you didn't know because she had a, a small part in that but she you know worked with uh, sarah connor mm-hmm. at the diner that she worked at at the beginning of the yeah. of the movie yeah. um then uh mccracken the uh young manager um <laughs> he was played by scott min mm-hmm. manville uh, menville mm-hmm. 355 credits to his name the vast majority as a voice actor and mm-hmm. anybody who has a you know relatively young kid at this point he plays robin on teen titans and mm-hmm. teen titans go so that's probably his most famous voice acting work because mm-hmm. it's pretty prolific um and then we have uh edna played by meg wiley 132 titles to her name
2: yeah i, I totally recognize her face immediately yeah well she's
0: in four episodes of the golden girls mm-hmm. one of these just like nine episodes prior to this is um, <laughs> <She's> a
1: stewardess <laughs> yeah
0: so apparently she went things went real downhill with the airline because you remember being a <laughs> stewardess uh, working at the chuck wagon or whatever it was yep. called
1: and Numi probably remembers her from the pilot episode of star trek
0: yeah there you go and then uh finally jeremy was played by uh, joe regal buto um 145 titles to his uh, mostly as an actor and by far his most famous work is as a uh, frank fontana yeah. on murphy brown so
1: I actually did really like him in that role. Yeah, and I he think he was it, pretty funny on you know, that. But did you guys watch the Murphy Brown reboot?
0: No, I never did. Um, I didn't know they even had one. He was yeah. in it too, though, wasn't he? Really they had yeah. the whole cast back, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it any good? No. Oh, that's a bad. shame.
2: Was it meant to be like just a short thing, or were they trying no, to I relaunch was, the series? Yeah,
1: like relaunch it. Like they did a full twenty-two season or episodes, episodes. or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to say it was not good.
0: I like the idea. They did a full 22 seasons, but it just never really... <laughs> it didn't take <laughs> off. Just um, couldn't
1: quite. They couldn't get that 23rd, right? <laughs> which
2: makes everything a failure. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Ski, sorry to uh, start down the wrong path there, but now go ahead and give us your MVP.
2: Oh, Dorothy. I thought uh, she was the only person consistently willing to stand up for Rebecca and maybe even put Jeremy in his place.
0: Yeah, I'm not normally the type who will give an MVP to someone just because I think they're the best person in an episode <laughs> um but yeah i ended up going dorothy also just because she was the only one who didn't make a fat joke in this episode mm-hmm. i think now granny you could give rose a half a pass because mm-hmm. you know her jokes are attributed to her limited mental capacity <laughs> versus uh, her you know being mean-spirited but still um i mean of course rebecca didn't either but just the fact that she would even be with jeremy is mm-hmm. a l- little bit uh, mm-hmm. hard to swallow how about you, Brent, who, who earned your MVP this time around?
1: Uh, Amici Panda. Okay. Um, she's, For caring
0: yeah. about the health and safety of our listeners? Exactly. She's pro-vaccine, and people like her are going to help get us through this thing. So Fair enough. In this episode, I'm not even going to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ski, how many uh, slices of cheesecake did this one get? I'm sure it's got to be near the top, right?
2: Uh, I was struggling to give it a three. Mm. I thought maybe two would be better. And now I'm even thinking maybe two is better, yeah. but I'd written down three.
0: Well, you want to stay. Either way, you go. It's not going to be competing, but I'll, I will note it down. So, is it a three or a two for you, ultimately? I'm going to go two. Two.
2: I, I put a little note saying, I guess fat jokes were fairly in style back in the 80s, but I think I've uh, grown to dislike them. <laughs>
0: yeah. And how about you, Brent? How many slices for you? Oh, uh, I don't know, quarter. Quarter. <laughs> well, I Am just, I allowed to do that? Sure. Yeah, oh, it's okay. fine by me. I mean, again. I'm a little more reluctant if it's like, oh, that could put it over the top and cause it to be one that would be in uh-huh. contention at the end. Yeah. Obviously, this isn't going to be there. <laughs> now, I average mine with my B story and my A story. Uh-huh. I gave my B story a 7, my A story a negative 6, yeah. so that gives it a 1. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: you know what? I forgot about the whole Sophia story and mm-hmm. the Kraken and all that sort. You're right. Um, I'm, I'm unfairly penalizing them. For the other story, See, so yeah, I'm going to go with one slice as well. Okay, so yeah,
0: um, yeah. This is definitely competing for. This might be our lowest rated episode ever. I'm
2: guessing it is, and it is funny because it's an episode. Yeah, I would say deservedly.
0: Yeah, and in '88, I'm sure that all of it was taken as supposed to be like, oh, it's just you know yeah. good spirited jokes. Whereas Back in '88, before people had feelings, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Or before we acknowledged that people had feelings anyway. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's. The By far, I think, the worst aged episode that we've seen so far. I, I,
2: my thing with it, though, is that uh, even, you know, regardless of when it was made, we we generally see the Goldens as, like, compassionate people. Right. You know I mean, even if they're a little bit mean to each other occasionally, I I was shocked almost about how rude they were to her. Yeah. Pointing fat jokes or, or mostly Blanche, I think, in some of the horrible comments she made to her own daughter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Blanche. This season has been a kind of a harsh season for Blanche in general. <laughs> um, this certainly didn't help. <laughs> didn't help right, any yeah, on it that. Right? Yeah, didn't improve. Yeah. But, anyways, like I said, it's not not a great episode. But you know, I still had fun talking about it. Uh, and and if you are not tired of listening to our bullshit yet, like I said at the beginning, there is going to be a little tacked on after our closing of just some of our random babblings uh, that we do prior to starting up the actual episode. And it'll be funnier than anything you saw in this episode. Yeah, yeah, certainly so. Um, Anyways, but with that, even with a bad episode, I still hope uh, you stay golden. Coco. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay
1: golden. You missed my quesadilla joke.
0: Yeah, unfortunately (laughs) so that would have been a good one too. (laughs) But I don't know. I feel like it'd be awkward with no context as to who Eddie is. (laughs) But Oh no,
1: I think that makes it even funnier. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, if I have one comedic principle, it's that the more people who get the joke, the less funny it is. Oh, <laughs> and that's why I laugh the hardest at the stuff that only I get. <laughs> uh, which tends to be your jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so basically you're saying I will definitely agree with you if we use the baseline as get her done. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if that's basically what we're saying mm-hmm. like, oh, obviously that's a joke that a lot of people, quote unquote, uh-huh. get. Yeah. But it's not a funny joke. Um, mm-hmm. then, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I would imagine all of Jeff Dunham's act would fall into that as mm-hmm. well. So. Exactly.
1: But, Have you gotten to the episode of The Office yet where Jim treats the clown poorly?
0: No. And I, I don't think so. Well, oh. Yes, yes, the <laughs> one where, because they hire him because they find out that, well, it's not a clown, it's a magician. He yeah. Treats, yeah, he treats him, that's what confused magician, me, when yeah. You, but yeah, he treats, and the magician is like Brett Goldman, I think, yeah, or yeah, Gary yeah, Goldman, it is. and yeah, I love yeah. him. Brett um, Goldman, yeah, um, Goldman something. Yeah. But yeah, but he's a really funny comedian and act. I, I like, yeah. like him in Stranger Things a lot, yeah. and he was good in, uh, did you watch that one with Phoebe Waller, Kate's in it, those big... Oh, the flea bag. Yeah, no.
1: he,
0: he was in that as well. Now his character was really unlikable, in it, but he played yeah. it really well. Mm-hmm.
1: So, oh, uh, I so. find her mole distracting.
0: Um, I guess I don't didn't remember it, so I um, didn't find she, it. That's
1: why she wears her hair down.
0: Oh, does she have it like right in the middle of her head? Yeah,
1: like right there on her temple. Hmm.
0: So. so even though it's probably blocked by her hair most of the time, you can't mm-hmm. watch a show with her in it because you know what's under there? Exactly. <laughs> it's She's just lurking.
2: Exactly. I know. Don't try to hide it's it.
0: Like, don't hide your shame. <laughs> so you'd feel better
1: about it if she was just loud and proud about the mole? I, I guess I'd prefer she like only like make movies and TV shows where she's like a wounded Korean war veteran. Uh. <laughs> she's got like an old-timey bandage wrapped around her head. Listen, I don't know
0: what century you're living in, Brent, <laughs> but I don't think, I think it's called appropriation if a British actress is playing an old Korean war veteran. <laughs> she's Unless a she's veteran her... of the Korean hey, Oh, okay, so, not... so she was in it. That
2: whole thing is BS. I mean, they're actors and actresses. They can do what they want. They're acting about something. Yeah. Appropriation that's the whole part of acting. <laughs> I, 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 you're appropriating a person's
0: role. I think you're on
1: your own On yeah. this one.
0: <laughs> uh, not on his own. <laughs> There's no de- maybe a, a lot in this room within this at this table <laughs> yeah, you're flying solo. <laughs> <laughs> but within this country you have your supporters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure so. Yeah. Anyways. An entire party of them almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so are we ready to kick it off? Thirty-five percent of the country agrees with you. <laughs> yeah, true. sixty-seven
1: percent of this table does not. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the vocal
0: minority. So it's the foul-mouthed silent majority. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. There's so you guys of... ready to kick off our episode?
2: Whenever you guys are ready.
0: All right. I was ready at nine thirty, the way the good Lord intended me to be. <laughs> Now, listen, Ski was here at 9.30 as well, like 9.31. Yeah, 9.31. <laughs> listen, if, if you're a bitch around 9.31, then that becomes on you, then not on, not on him. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> like, you can't just like be in the parking lot at your job when your shift starts. you got to be ready to work. Hey, listen, if you work at
0: McDonald's, then sure, but this isn't the McDonald's podcast, okay? <laughs> you know, this is a salary job, motherfucker. You can <laughs> roll in when you need to. The job gets done when it gets done, you're expected to stay until the job's done, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, sorry if, if you're still working on a <laughs> you know real strict time code in your professional career, but, <laughs> but at 42 years old i would have hoped well i mean you're you're even what 43 years old now i'm 44 oh that's right yeah so you're yeah 77 is you right 76
1: oh 76 boy mm-hmm. i'll be 45 in november hmm i'm a scorpio
0: does that seem Does 45 like at this point do the fives make any difference to you or just the 10s seem a little more significant
1: no the five
0: will this year
1: um maybe will 55 make a difference to me probably not
0: is there a reason 45 makes a difference
1: um elvis costello released like his first like old man album when he uh, was 45.
0: Okay, so that yeah. means you feel
1: like you're an old man then? Yeah, like that was like the first album where he sort of like, you know, I can still rock. Mm-hmm. Like, and he went out of, way, out of his way to prove that he could still rock. <laughs> and I was like, good for Elvis. I, like, at the time, I would have been 23 oh, okay. or something like that. And I was like, good for Elvis. He still rocks and everything. And, but now I'm at that age. I was like, well, of course he still rocks at 45. <laughs> <laughs> still got <laughs> well, a lot up, in the tank. Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you listening at home, When I Was Cruel was the alcohol he released when he was 45.
0: Yeah, I had a moment the other day that was a first for me. I was uh, walking through Walmart Mm -hmm. and, you know, I happened to be like in the kind of that area that they have desserts and whatnot in, like their little cake cooler Mm -hmm. area near the front or wherever. And uh, I was walking by and I noticed all these cheesecakes and I was just like, oh, I got to stay away from those. Those uh, those make me feel like shit. And, then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, Sorry. my God, I'm old. Like, I'm literally like, I don't think there's ever, there's never been a ride and experience anything that I looked at and thought like, oh, I got to avoid that one. Um,
1: <laughs> moment on the lips, lifetime on the hips. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish that's all it was. It's, it's like moment on the lips, and I might feel like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> so, oh, but, uh, yeah. It definitely, definitely made me feel like an old man. <laughs> Just yeah. making that realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, I always figured, well, probably in a couple of years, I'm going to be like, oh, I can't ride that anymore. This old back can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wrenched my back something fierce yesterday, and I was so afraid I was going to be feeling it for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling all right today, though? Yeah. Good. I mean, I heard a bit this morning, but I'm doing better now. Also, so. I've been pleasantly surprised. We had, you know, a
0: big snowstorm here. You know, we're recording this in April, and we had a mm-hmm. maybe it's probably been two months ago now, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, a big snowstorm that rolled through. And twice, while I was shoveling, well, once when I was shoveling, like I, I was mm-hmm. kind of playing with the boys, and I was throwing a shovel worth of snow, and mm-hmm. I fell down because mm-hmm. I slipped. Yeah. And then um, a little later on, I was just walking mm-hmm. like in the driveway and just happened to hit a slick yeah. spot and fell down. And thankfully, neither one did I feel sore from the next day. Yeah. But I was saying like, oh, man, I'm probably going to be, you know, mm-hmm. feeling like shit tomorrow yeah. because of this. But thankfully, I'm still still nubile enough that I can <laughs> take a fall without <laughs> yes. having a serious uh, injury, you no know, broken I, hips
1: or whatnot. I'm at the point now where it's like, you know, if I'm in the car <clears throat> and I drop something. I'm like, well, that some bitch is staying on the floorboard until I get some placed and parked, and can walk around the car, and can get it like before I can like reach down and pick something up. But now it's like I will pull three muscles if I reach for that. Well, I'd like to say that's a
0: couple things. Number one, yes, maybe it is you being less limber than you used to be. Yeah. But also, in all honesty, in my not that much younger days, yeah. I would have been like. Yeah, I'm on the highway. I can still reach down and get that while I pay enough attention to the road to do it. Uh And now I feel like I'm responsible enough that if something falls on the ground, I'm like, yeah. It'll wait. It's (laughs) not like even if I could get to it, Maybe it's a little combination of I'm not limber enough to get to it easily yeah. and I'm also more responsible to know that it's not worth the risk to pick mm-hmm. up whatever it was I yeah. dropped.
2: Just a second off the road, you're
0: Yeah. So risking. maybe a little bit a little bit of age, a little bit of maturity though. Hmm. So right. anyway, wisdom, perhaps. <laughs> really? <laughs> and a little bit of high horseness <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying? Are you accusing me of that now? Yes. <laughs> hey, listen. At some point, this horse had to get a little higher because I was dragging my (laughs) ass on the ground for a long time. (laughs) So, anyway, I
2: uh, I kneeled down on the ground the other day, just kind of stretching out my legs, and my knees both (laughs) hopped. And uh, my daughter and wife heard it, and my daughter's like, "Whoa, you're getting old!" It's like. You have any idea how many injuries I've had? <laughs> this is going to get way worse. Yeah. <laughs> Ski's
0: going to be a crippled crippled old man when he gets <laughs> when he gets to that age or you know he'll definitely he'll be one of those guys you see on the side of the road that are like practically, you mm-hmm. know, doubled over yeah. <laughs> because of their, you know, back issues and exactly. things like that.
1: All the arthritis. On the bright side, though, he'll still be able to play with his grandkid before it happens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brent. I've yeah, got a couple good years in there. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so. yeah, uh, that definitely makes me feel old, and I'm not even the one who's having it happen to I me. Know. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had people we went to high school with that you know have had grandkids and. Mm-hmm. Whatnot. I mean, it's not that unusual at this age. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of people, but just out of our group of friends, yeah. Ski's the only one who had a child. You know, who is who's an adult at this point. The next oldest, we do have a friend, Danny and Kim, who they have one daughter that's nearing college age. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Ski was uh, the only one who's. I, I guess technically, there's a couple girls in there that. Um, would be of childbearing age, potentially. I don't think any of the boys in our friend group is at that age yet.
1: I have a daughter who'll be 20 at the end of the month. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, you're old as fuck, too. But <laughs> but you're older. You're, you're slightly older than the rest of our group. I mean, you're three years older than Ski. Cause he, well, two years older than Ski, and two and a couple months older than me, not three, though. Yeah, yeah. So... So you've so got a little bit of time, on So you this. don't consider me part of your group of friends. I don't <laughs> consider you part of my group of high school friends, no. but I do consider you to be, you know, absolutely one of my closest friends now. So okay. you're, you're, you know, very much in my uh, very inner circle.
1: When so. it comes to my friends, you're almost the top three at this team. <laughs> <laughs> so you're including yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were saying. <laughs>
0: If I had to, like, it's fine. If, if you're going to, like, put me to it, and I might have to cut this part just in case someone listens, but <laughs> if, if you're going to put me to it, you two are my best two friends. Um, so Dave's like those sons of bitches. <laughs> no, Dave wouldn't have a problem with it, but James might, um, or Lance, perhaps. Although Lance, I think, would accept it. James would be the only one who might be a little hurt mm-hmm. if he heard it. Maybe. But uh, he's still a super close friend, both of them are. and You and, see
2: us on a weekly basis, right. almost. Yeah, exactly. When's the last time you saw James? I don't know. Weekly basis, um, we,
0: high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, not, not exactly high school, but mm-hmm. um, he did live with us for a year in Bloomington. But mm-hmm. as far as seeing him every week, yeah, it's been a while. Been a long
1: time. Yep. You see me every Saturday at nine thirty sharp mm-hmm. on the dot. Yep. And come icy, s- rain or come shine.
0: I see ski between nine thirty and ten every Saturday.
1: <laughs> between nine thirty. It's and just a it's just a larger 10, dot. <laughs> Yeah, in the
2: right. uh, in the expanse of infinity, it's mm-hmm. almost immeasurable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> think about
0: all the uh, all the minutes in your life,
1: <laughs> and <that's> you. <laughs> Exactly. He's like, think of all the alternate timelines when I was here on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's probably an
2: alternate timeline where I'm early every time. And you're the fucker who's late. Exactly. (laughs) It
0: is not my fault we're living in this timeline. Blame the multiverse. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: I wonder if you could use that as an excuse in your job or anything. I mean,
0: if you had a... Sir,
2: really, you got to think. In this timeline, yeah, I'm not authorized to drive the forklift. But in infinite other universes, I'm a pro.
0: <laughs> you might have a boss who that would work on one time. who would be like, all right, that was pretty good. I'll yeah. give it to you. And then the next time would be like, you're fired. <laughs> but, but you might have a boss. And even that boss is going to be a rare breed. Yeah. if I was your boss and you gave me that excuse, yeah. I'd be like, huh?
1: Yeah, clever enough.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll let it this slide. This
1: time. You know, I realized the other day. So I used to have this thing. Um, what I Just again one of my sort of guiding principles or whatever, I used to believe that every job that you have, you're entitled to call in one time and blame it on food poisoning. Okay. You know, I was like, that's something you can do. You know, I think if you call in more than once for food poisoning, it's suspect whatever. Oh, yeah, or whatever. certainly. But, but then I was thinking earlier... It's like, it's been like five jobs ago when I last used that excuse. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. you're so doing you five like call-ins? <laughs> 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 Suspect or not, say, look, yeah.
2: my previous I, jobs, I It comes
1: like, back to just, you know, maturity and mm. stuff like you were saying earlier, or just, I, don't know. I guess I've liked my last five jobs too, so I've not wanted to like miss work or anything. So. Well, that's good. Uh, I
0: mean, that's at least a, I don't think that's true, number one, but I'm glad. <laughs> that You don't think I like I I think that you have a sense of responsibility. Oh, yeah, I guess Um, that's but I I don't know that I would say I'm not saying you didn't like any aspects of like say your Mm -hmm. most recent job prior to the current one. But I think that there were times when you definitely wouldn't say that you liked your job. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. So I think for that one it's one of those things that if I took the day off I know that I'd just be twice as screwed the next day (laughs) with everything. That is true, yeah.
2: Like if you're in a type of job where the the
1: work doesn't go away with the day. (laughs) Exactly. show up the next day and i'm like lucy eating chocolates <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i was still sharing she's like i want to just take the day off
0: and i'm like well here's the thing i have the same amount of work whether i do it in five days or yeah. do it in four or three days it just yeah. is a lot worse the fewer days yeah. i have to do it in yeah but anyways all right you guys ready to kick off this episode now i think so all right